Can't get enough of Cthulhu and Cairo? Join our Patreon for as low as $3 per month to access special features and bonus content. You can find us online at patreon.com slash thebardiccollege. You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at the Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the Bardic College Presents Cthulhu in Cairo. I'm Raz, and I will be your keeper this evening. And Sid Poulter is doing some sort of happy neck dance because, well, he's just happy to be back in Venice in the proper year of our Lord, 1931. I think everybody is. So last time we left you, they ported back through the chapel, the church in Venice, came back from their jaunt through time, met with the new leader of the Giovanni clan, Sophia, and she begged them, well, asked them is probably the better way saying it, to examine the Bible that had been so important to Noemi and to the whole situation back then. It was bound in human skin. It was made during the years of the plague. Inside of it was several hand-painted pieces of art, but one in particular caught her eye. She saw it, became angry, and wandered off. And the players now have that image. When this goes live, we'll go ahead and post that image as well in Cthulhu and Cairo on Facebook, so you can see exactly what they saw. It's more more or less just a piece of art with a wrap-up, but... Here we are back in the modern period, and the team has a lot they want to try to get done, I think, before we head to our next location. So, good evening, team. You're in the uh, the piazza. Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? Back to the hotel? Yeah. Back back to the hotel to shower and burn and and sleep. I would check what day it is. We can do that at the hotel. Yeah, it's four days later than when you left or three days later from when you left. So the time, the, the date, the, the dates still click exactly the same way. Time is, yeah. it's just a shift of year. I didn't want to make this into a JJ Abrams where, you know, you're a week early, a week late, whatever. Yeah, you're fine. You come back on the day that you anticipated you should be arriving for how many days you stayed in the past. So you make your way through the streets, uh, back to the hotel, Venice, obviously there's people moving around, you know, people on bridges speaking quietly even though it's late at night, you're always going to have people going to work for different functions. There are guards or security guards or hotel staff, people, chefs, bakers. You know, So it's not super crowded, but as you walk along the different avenues, getting back to where your room was, you do see human, you know, people milling about. You get to the hotel. Again, you have to be ring- rung in. You press the bell. Night watchman or night clerk lets you in, hands you the keys. There's no... Other information, nobody left messages, nothing crazy. But you make your way up to your room, and you can take it from there. Oof. It's nice to be in a modern room with a real bed. I could say that are much. We, are we wearing 1931 clothes or, like, the peasant garb that we had when we traveled through time? You are wearing the peasant garb that you came back with that was in the bag. No one was there okay. to meet you with your clothes. All right, everybody get naked. We got to burn the plague clothes. Got to burn them, take them off. I don't care. We've already seen everything. I'm a nurse. Everybody just give me the clothes. Let's go. Jesus, I'm not playing. Okay. I'm not playing. The faster we do this, the faster we can shower and nap. Let's go. You could you could say please. Also could buy me dinner first. I was going to say dinner and wine. We can get dinner and wine once this process is over. 
Sid shrugs, grins, and drops the clothing. Yep. Thank you, Sydney. Always helpful in a crisis. She scoops the clothes and puts them in the sink. It makes perfect sense. Remove the clothing. So and yeah. what if it's too bad we Evelyn... too bad we had to walk through the town with it, you know, right? <laughs> it's that's I wasn't happy about Better it. Better arrested. You know, hey. So everyone finds out. Uh, exa- I'm sorry, Kayla. What were you gonna say? Eveline, being the little sassafras she is, she kind of just gives a jokey smirk, like, "And what if I said no? Would you hit me with something?" Not sharing the bed if you're wearing your 15th century peasant clothing. I'm just wondering that's, because that's she always threatens us when it, we don't do what she needs. I've disciplined people before. Don't we test know. me. So, wow. <laughs> Sid is <clears throat> Sid is standing there, and it becomes quite apparent to everyone why he's known as Three Grapes Sid. I was not aware that was a distinguished yeah. medical yeah. anomaly. Um, his army name was Three Grapes. That, but we'll, we'll we'll cover that another time. What That'll superfluous plat and papilla, <laughs> like Scaramanga, <laughs> right? <laughs> little lower okay (laughs) superfluous flappalus all right so everybody gets the clothes Catherine bags them you can't burn them in the living room but the general idea we know you get rid of them you do your covid19 cleanse i i douse them in like sterilization alcohol for burning later perfect because i can't do it today of course so uh yeah everyone showers bathes we we have a fireplace in the room right yeah, but yeah, you could. I mean, I guess you could burn clothing. <laughs> yeah, for that. but yeah, go ahead. I wasn't thinking that you might probably have a fireplace back then. I would imagine 1931. Yes. You probably have yeah. some form of an open fire that, or yeah, like a yeah. like a wood burning stove or something, or coal stove. Sure, yeah. yeah, coal stove or something like that. I'm no survivalist. I've just doused these in alcohol. Do we want to put them in the fireplace? No, we'll say that you didn't douse them in alcohol and you still have your eyebrows, Ron Swanson. (laughs) 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 Everything's fine. You draw lots, somebody wins, and you guys go ahead and start getting cleaned up and the whole bit. So probably by the time all this is going on, Catherine has the clothes down in the burner. People are in towels and robes and stuff. 1 a.m. While uh, while John's waiting for his turn, he wants to uh, study that picture that Sophia was looking at. See, maybe pull out some of his books and sit down with it and see if anything looks familiar or rings a bell with him at all. Okay, go ahead and give me a roll. That is a 95. Okay, so your occult is 75? Uh, yes. So right now, that picture... What's your history? Because uh, I know that's high too, John. What is that? Um, my history is 70. Okay, so they're about the same. No, 75 on the history as well. Oh, okay, so they're exactly the same. That's great. Uh, yeah, the the picture looks somewhat familiar. This does not... You, you remember this image without this Bible. So it sits somewhere uh, in Christendom on a church that you've seen. It's, it's part of a, a fresco that was painted. It's not the largest image in the fresco. It's just a piece of it, but it's been reduplicated here and underneath oh. it. Yeah, underneath it, was inscribed the words and it's not actually in the art it's underneath it's scribed by the person who did the you know a monk or whoever did the celestial manuscript that was bound because the bible was not commissioned in 1349 the bible was bound in 1349 so the document itself is older but somebody took an illuminated manuscript a, a personal or family's one that had they bought found stole and bounded in human flesh. So 
that's what that's what the guy did, the bookmaker. But it's not striking a bell as far as uh, where that, uh, that you know uh, it's a church mural um, is from. Yeah, you just know it's a okay. church, and and okay. it's part of a seal. I'll even give you. A, I mean, because it was a '95, which you know, yeah, it's a cripple. Bad. But um, it's even from a, a ceiling painting somewhere. Can't quite place it. No. Anybody else uh, besides Professor Schooley going through anything? I know Aveline's probably sanitizing her guns and her knuckle dust. I'm reacquainting myself with my Tommy that I was not able to have with me. <laughs> right. I'm looking for Cousin Tommy. Yeah, no problem. Go ahead. I was just going to say, Faye just, she emerges from the bathroom in her robe. She goes right to the bed, spreads out flops face down and falls immediately asleep. Aw. Little Faye. Poor Catherine Faye. is... Uh, Catherine went last in the round of showers. She wants everybody else to be okay first and has been making t- like little sandwiches, like team mom, full effect again. Okay. Sid? Uh, I think uh, Sid, after having a shower, would be, uh, be lounging in the room, probably in a towel, Sid. reacquainting himself Reacquainting himself uh, with uh, what's that? It's not a Turkish bath. <laughs> Just... no, he's feeling good. He's feeling clean. You know, he's going to reacquaint himself with himself a, a nice with large himself. glass of rye and uh, and and some nicotine. My guess is. Well, there you go. An evening of kings. Catherine will join you. There you go. <laughs> all right. So sleep will eventually come to you all, unless there's something else that you needed to do. At this time of night, and um, we'll say by nine ten a.m., the group is beginning to awaken from its respite. In the morning, I wanted to call my uncle and just check on him. Okay, so he's in, in France, so it's not even sure it's a time difference. If it is, it's one hour, but so the time's about the same. You call the summer home, the summer house, correct? Okay, uh, yeah. Uh, eventually, a different voice, a French gentleman picks up the phone and you know bonjour uh hi bonjour je voudrais parler avec my uncle um very bad at french uh no madam thanks i i this is not a problem i completely understand that you are a killer of the most beautiful language in the world, and you wish to speak to your uncle. I will get him for you. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's like, one moment. Puts the phone down. You hear mumbling. I just butchered the language. Right. <laughs> You're the killer of a language. You hear, what? 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 it's cricket. I forget the damn idea. What the? Hello? Hi, Uncle Al. It's uh, it's Catherine. Catherine? Y- yes. Uh, the, the connection seems poor. Where the hell are you now? Left me here for two weeks. You said come to the country house, ch- child. You didn't say I was going to be here for a fortnight. Well, are, are you enjoying yourself? I heard mention of cricket. Are you? There is none here. That's the problem. Trying to get the damn staff to play. And what's the problem with that? You, you pay them. They should do what you want. I'm sure it'd be a fun afternoon for the, them. The problem, girl, is they're French. Ah, uh, and they don't know how to play. They don't nothing. Souffles and sauces. Boulder Dash! Ridiculous, actually. Now, wh- wh- where are you? Um, I am in Venice. I'm in Venice, Uncle. Venice! Did you find Matthew? Whole world's waiting to hear, girl. Your friends, your aunt. How, how many people have you told? You didn't say not to tell anyone. I, I was just making small talk with some, some old friends before we came to, the, to this lovely region of France and the staff. 
the gentleman who clipped my mustache the other day, my shoemaker, haberdasher, you know, the usuals. Did you happen to tell mother? I'll barely speak to the woman. Real trollop. But it's, it's, it's not, it's nothing. Um, maybe? Oh, in a letter, yes. Right. Needing, we'll be needing to give her a call too then. I the just sent it. Is... Only put it to post maybe two or three days ago. Everything's um, well in the, in the Americas. Said she's doing fine. Asked about you, of course. At the bottom of the page, really. That's kind of weird. I know. But... Yeah. She haven't been the most attentive daughter. But anyway, I'm in Venice. Didn't find Matthew. Did um, look? He's dead. No, he... I Yes, I looked. Yes, I looked. He's dead. He is well, he very... dead? No, he... Yes, he's remained dead. The My friend whom you spoke with who said that he was in Venice, was clearly enjoying some sort of illegal substance. And oh, by the way, I nearly yeah. forgot. Could you, um, <clears throat> you're traveling with, uh, Faye Dawson, aren't you? Yes, um... Uh, well, be the girl from the dig. Could, if you have a chance, would you pass on a message, please? I could go get her. Oh, that's excellent. I can wait. Faye, on my eccentric uncle wants to speak with you on the phone. All right, yeah, pass it here. Hand to the phone. Okay. Hello? Hey, Mr. Banks, how are you? Uh, is this Faye? Oh, one and only. Oh, I'm sorry for the connection. A little bit bad. French phone lines. The Alps. Um... I know. Just wanted to pass on a message to you. You're fired! Could you put my niece back on, please? Uh, oh, oh. You're fired! I heard that. Um, you want to elaborate? Well, one of our main patrons of the, of the museum had a real problem with... The fact that we appointed a young woman, really weird, because I thought he was one of the ones that was on board, but said he would not continue to finance the dig if you were in any way, shape, or form involved. Oh! Wanted to let me know you were fired. Well, of course, I, I fought fought like a Dickens I did. Wrestled with the man, literally. But in the uh, end... Yeah, I'm about to wrestle with him, too. Who the hell fired me? I, it's, it's an anonymous patron. He calls in, I, sends lots of gobs of money... You know how it is. Anonymous patron. You're really going to play me well, like that? I'm not What's his going name? to give you... Oh, young, young I hear cheek. this? <laughs> you hear a phone call from Faye's end. You're not sure what, what you hear. I heard you. anonymous patron, right? Yes. I My eyes widen and I go, Faye, calm down. Like, I immediately go up to her and like, calm down. I, I put my... I'm like, hold on, Mr. Banks. Give me one second. I put my hand over the receiver oh, and I was like, if you tell me to calm down one more time, I'll punch you in the face, Aveline. I swear to God, don't test me. I go back on. <laughs> Another shushing. Another another great shushing. Okay. Oh my. What is it with you in the shushing? (laughs) I'm pissed. What's the name? First of all, if you were an employee of mine, I might provide you with that information. But now you're an ex-employee. So I believe the expression is, piss off. Please put my niece back on the phone. Oh, no. You are not. Oh, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I believe that since you are firing me... I right. should be told why. Everybody I told needs you why. To know. Yeah, I get that, but I think I want to know why. What's his it was name? Matthew. You I gave Evelyn, up and go. It was Matthew. It was Matthew. You hear what? Matthew. What? I thought he's dead. He is. He is very he is, dead. But does the patron, by any chance, go by a Mr. Caravaggio? No, Caravaggio was an artist. Haupt, I believe. And I don't really think we should be discussing this. This is museum business. And you are not a museum employee. I was five minutes ago. Well, only because we hadn't spoken. I really didn't know how to get word to you. Didn't know you were in Venice. 
Uh-huh. Is it nice? Are you having a good time? Please put my niece back on the phone. I'm having a wonderful time. Here's your niece. Kiss my ass. And then I give her the phone. Oh. And Faye just, she's angry. She just storms out of the room. She's out. So Catherine, you pick the phone back up and he goes, I think your friend tried to hit on me. No, uncle. She's yeah. mad. No, uncle. We're American. That's not how we flirt. We're ma- She's mad enough to punch you right in the face. She asked me to pucker up for her posterior. Last time someone said that to me, they'd be married. Aunt Emily knits lace doilies and has tea with the cats every Sunday. And you sticks will not her ass out of any time, any time the tub she can. It, it's irrelevant. The, ah! the good news is no. we're oh, going no. to be sending someone else on that dig. So just tell that no. young polywog not to worry about it. They'll meet you in Cairo when you arrive. Matter of fact, they're probably on their way there. I would say. Why the am I going is... to Cairo? What? Eventually, she was supposed to. You, you don't have to go, but if she does, I mean, I'm just saying that the other digger is on their way to Cairo. Who's the other digger? A, a gentleman. I'm the, the the name is back. I got a telegraph. I received a phone call. Another gentleman was hired. Wintham something. I, I'm Wintham something. Very very respected and a man. I'm- which is really what we should have done in the first place. Oh, Uncle, that is ridiculous. Well, You're... there's lifting. There's people to do the lifting for her. Oh, my God. Uncle, could you get me the name of with women something? Well, not Whitten right now. I'm, I'm trying to teach cricket, Catherine. I really must go, girl. I, no. uh, have a Uncle, wonderful please. time. I'm having a great time, which is now severely impacted by the fact that you've just fired my friend and have potentially ruined her mood for the rest of my week. So thank you for that. Well, Catherine, so, this is business. I I thought you were a braver man. I thought you were cutting edge and visionary, and I I thought you had more, quite frankly, balls. What? Oh, you thought I should have been more rough with her when I fired her. Oh, I was trying no, to let her down easily. It's, if you wanted me to talk to her like a man, put her back on the phone. I'll tell her exactly what I think of her abilities. No, uh, Uncle, I meant that you should have fought to keep her on. You know she's the right person for the job, or you wouldn't have hired a woman in the first place. Ah, it was a recommendation from Haupt. I have no so, idea. Really... So Haupt recommended her, and then Well, Renee. thought it over, and supposedly there's some very dark, shady things in her past. I don't know what they like are what? exactly. Um, like what? Know. She's a sunbeam. Well, things about a cave-in or something or other. But I really don't want to discuss that right now. I really must go, Catherine. Stop sending messages to my mother. Don't talk about me with her, please. Sort of my sister, but very well. I'll, as you wish. Can we go home? No, you are more in danger than ever. Stay in your French home with your servants who can't play cricket. No, you are not to move. He hang. Okay, he says goodbye and hangs up. Aveline, you can explain what you meant by that. I, Aveline does not know possibly like subtle or possibly very large like, signals to leave alone, but she feels like she has to explain to Faye what's going on, so she tried to knock on the door where Faye is like, Faye, are you there? No. I was trying to tell you to not uh, make the situation worse because it was Matthew, clearly, that got you removed from the project. Why would Matthew care if she's on a project or not? Because he's the one who organized it. I told you. He brought Sid, John, and Faye together originally so that he could use their knowledge and expertise to find out whatever was going on in Egypt, whatever artifacts that he wanted to 
discover there with these items of power bullshit. But now that we are obviously in his way, might as well take away her opportunity as well. So that he has the power in his hands again. What a piece of shit. What do you mean, Aveline? Responsible for me being there. Originally, from, like, uh, Keeper, correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, Aveline's recollection of the his, her conversation with the man, she says, Matthew has had a hand in all of our doings and all of our dealings since this whole thing started. That is why we ended up grouping together, but unfortunately... Catherine, he thought you would not be a part of it because of your stern personality. He thought I had nothing to do with it because I'm a vigilante. Doesn't mean anything to me about artifacts or archaeology, so what good is there? But I got a warning that I needed to protect Faye. But you three, she points to Sid, John, and like Faye in the room, have skills that would help him gather up these items and bring them to Egypt. Faye would find the site that he wanted, and perhaps you had a part to play in it, but he organized the entire thing. The mystery donor. The whole situation of her being pulled into the project. Pieces and pawns that he could play at will. Which leads you, John, to believe, uh, obviously, that the Cobalt Club has a member, I mean, has to be at that point. Yeah, that's what's troubling me, because I attended on on behalf of the the Cobalt Club, who has been actively trying to fight and find Caravaggio. Right, Um, but you remember what Kent Allard said, we've always assumed or been afraid it may be one of our own. Yeah, or or at least some people infiltrated. Exactly. But Kent Allard was aware of my attendance. Yes. So you're telling me that my ex-fiancé, piece of garbage, crime lord... Married an Italian tart, had a child, named it after me, orchestrated those three to be in a room together at the exact same time. And, and I happened to be there because I was escorting my uncle because my aunt got sick that day and he needs someone to keep him in line at a party. And because of that, I now got involved with you people and I've traveled to... I've traveled back in time. I've had to wear a skin woman. I've killed people. Like, oh my God! Sid... His digging skills on the job in Cairo that Faye would have been assigned to would have been tremendously helpful. John, for his background in research and the occult and history, very important. You were not, normally, you're not that inclusive to join groups. You're more of a lone wolf. But when everything went tits up at the book club that night, at the bookstore, you got dragged in. Well, can we not overlook Catherine, and I, I don't think this is where you naturally lean to, but fate does play a part in the happenings of this world. I've, I've come to deeply believe that. Your personal knowledge of this man may prove instrumental. Clearly, we have uh, put ourselves know. on a path to stop him. I don't know and... him at all. Who I knew is a lie and a sham and a ghost, and he is dead. This man, this evil, evil man. I want to go home. I don't want to be here anymore. This is, oh my. I need a cigarette. Catherine, I'm not saying this to hurt you, but the way that he spoke about you, it wasn't in hatred or contempt. He didn't want you to be a part of it. He used your uncle. He's using, he was going to use Faye and John to suit his means, but he thought that 
you would not want any part of it and therefore be safe. That was I... his intention. And you don't have to agree with it. You don't even have to like it. I'm just saying that's the way he saw it. And he didn't expect me there, but I have my own connections that told me that this was an important... Faye was an important person to keep an eye on. And, I, and now we know why. And we are playing against him and he is scared. Why else would he take Faye off the project so quickly after I found who, out who he was? Why else is all these things moving so quickly against us? It's because we're scaring him. Men like him move pieces rapidly when they do not believe they have control. That is what he's doing. Well, the minute he lost control of us, his situation started to unravel. He may have had a purpose in bringing us together, but uh, we have clearly, you know, thrown a, a golem in the gears uh, of his original plans because we're actively working against this man, and we hold two of the items of power now. I still don't think that's a good idea and that we really need to just destroy them. What do I know? Clearly, I'm not supposed to be here. Sorry, John. I don't believe in fate. This is all some wacko accident stupid you're a bunch of ducklings who are gonna die if i'm not here ducklings hmm. yeah ducklings. they joined well hi Faye. Faye opens up the door to the bathroom where she's been calming down in she goes well we have a lot of time to think on the car ride to the abbey of flalema because that's where we're going especially now i need answers and i'm pissed so it's still morning right keeper oh yeah absolutely I have a phone call I need to make as well, especially with this information. I want to, um, is there a private phone? Um, in, in a room this size, there's probably only one. I mean, you could go downstairs and use something in the lobby. I, I just, it just needs to, it's not exactly a public phone call. Because of Aveline's close, like, connection with John to the Cobalt Club, she kind of goes, are you all right? At, at, before he leaves. Just need to check in. This new information needs to be passed along to a certain individual. Could cue them in. I'm not talking to local club members or people I don't know. John, I can only say that I'm honored that you feel so highly about me that you would you would speak solely to me on this matter. Well, I am speaking privately to Aveline in, in that regard. Because, Aveline, I think you're saying you're cons you just want to make sure that, uh, you know, I'm sure about information I'm sharing with another individual, right? Yeah, it's like... We're a little concerned, like, after the whole thing in Germany with my Gustav agent, I was like, it feels like right now everybody in this room is the only people that we can rely on. But she kind of Agreed. understands the point of what you're trying to do, and she's like, if you trust him, that's well, Germany, enough for me. But if, any, but if anything is, goes uh, wrong... Yeah, Germany's, Germany's what pointed me in this direction, too. You know, we can use local resources, but um, my information is only going to go funneling through one man. And I give her a wink, Yeah, and I go downstairs. She does. She lets it go because she knows she's got secrets and she's got like her own skeletons in closets still. But it's otherwise like, I wash my hands of it. So, Professor, you go downstairs. Anybody else? We'll 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 pick you up in a second, Scott. I just want to know what the others are doing. Faye, Sid, are you making any calls to anybody? Well, so I can get that kind of organized. Or I am okay. uh, angrily packing my for, 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 for day trip bag. Yep. Yep. All right, Sid. Same thing. Getting ready, organized. Yeah, I think I'm just going to organize it and pack. I mean, there's really everything that's sort of come down uh, in this moment. There's nothing that directly affects or that I can affect part of it. So I think I'm just going to try to be as productive as possible and prepare for leaving in, in the next phase. For the visual, um, Catherine is currently chain smoking. 
okay. on the balcony. Very upset. Not speaking. All right. So, Professor Schooley, you make it downstairs. Lobby is done in normal Italian-type decor. It's got two phone booths. Both phone are open. Good. Yeah, no problem. Good. So I go into one and I... Um, yeah, it's a curtain, Scott. So you just step in and cur- curtain close it. Mm-hmm. So it's an alcove with a with a privacy curtain. And I put the call in through to New York. Okay. That's going to be... So it's, we'll say it's about 10, 1030. So that's going to be six hours different. So it's going to be 4.30 a.m. Hmm. And it might take time for that call to go through yeah. as well. Could be a few Could. minutes. But... Because it's you're still on the transatlantic cable at that point. Well, I put the call through regardless to just uh, if for if for other any other reason to, to uh, arrange for a future future t- uh, time to talk. Yeah, phone rings a few times. You hear a gentleman's voice. Hello, hello. I'm reaching out for Mr. Allard. Um, Mr. Allard is currently out, but I can take a message. Can you please uh, tell him that John called? Of course. And um, I will check back in later. And if he could leave a message as to the best time for me to get a hold of him. If you just give me a moment, sir, I can probably tell you that anytime after 11, he should be back to the club. He has a, uh, a ribbon cutting this morning down by the pier, and then he'll be back. Thank you, for the, uh, thank you for the information. How long will he be available after 11? Oh, let's see. There's uh, Smith's birthday. Yeah, probably till about 4 p.m. Thank you for your time, sir. Of course. Hangs okay. up. So... Seven o'clock to uh, two in the morning or so. Yeah, your locally. time. Yeah, yeah. I head back up to the room and are, are we? Uh, is everybody like packing up? Yeah, are sounds like it. De- we're departing the hotel, right? Yeah, you're gonna. Ha- you would have to get down to Sicily, uh, in the south of Italy. So yeah, you're gonna need to change digs. You know, I do make one other phone call. I call mm-hmm. the local club and I speak to the uh, the concierge there, and I just uh, I just wanted to say. Th- Drop a note of thanks for his assistance. For Giuseppe or? Yes. Okay. So the phone rings and you hear, hello, good evening. Um, is Giuseppe available? Si. Uh, uno momento. And puts the phone down and he comes over and, hello, this is uh, Giuseppe. How can I help you? Giuseppe, this is John Schooley. He doesn't respond. Click. Wonderful. Aveline, are you trying to reach out to the Gustavs? I should, because after Matthew's threats, I need to check on all the people under my care. So so you're going through the operative at the club to make the call to your people and get them out there. I don't want my I don't want people at the club knowing what I'm doing. I'd rather call the one in Venice directly. OK, OK, no problem. Yeah. So you make a phone call and if you're calling the one that helped you find Matthias... Is that that's who you're talking about? The gentleman you met out, outside of his house, right? Yep. Okay. I'm sorry, ma'am. That there's no uh, answer at that number. All right, then hang up. Mm-hmm. Then hang up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now it I is. Don't, it is ten. I don't want to call people at the Cobalt Club. I don't want to call people at the Cobalt Club because Aveline was using them as a means to an end, not as the whole people. You know. Well, it was part of her network to reach out to agents in the different cities. But it is 10 a.m., so he could be at work, but the sure. number didn't connect. I'm going to leave it until I can get to a more secure line. I just don't. Aveline's on high alert. She does not want to go through anybody except the people that she knows. Absolutely. Personally. Completely understand. You've so. had several days outside of the city, somebody who's loose, potentially using their strength and their power in the city 
left behind you. I, I, I totally understand where your head's at. If you want to be cautious, it's probably not a bad time to use caution. Yeah. So she needs to get to a more secure line at some point. But at, at this point, she has to accept that this is radio silence time. Okay. Yep. Who is going to John, sit? I'm sorry, John. I was just going to say, to button it up, John gets upstairs and uh, kind of catches Aveline's eye and motions her aside, sees the look in her eye because she made a call as well, mm-hmm. and kind of nods and says, it's a dead end, isn't it? He could be at work. Most of my agents have daytime jobs in order to conceal their identities. But, yes. The local club hung up on me. Fuck! Keeper. Did I recognize Giuseppe's voice? Yes. So it was Giuseppe. You believe? Who yeah. was so helpful before? He really was. Oh yeah. I mean, he's the one who put us in touch with Arturo people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And was that helpful? Got what we needed. Got the book. Got. Got yeah. what we needed. Yeah. It got and what we, we needed. And now we have two objects. And Caravaggio, Matthew, Matthias Haupt could send his men at any time and wipe us all out, getting two items of power in the process. Not the to five John- of you together. He'd have to, to send jo- like a hundred men. You killed Keeper. a master vampire. I'm not saying it'd be easy. <laughs> Keeper? Yep. I try to pull John as close as I can to like have a more like whispery conversation. There's plenty because of opportunity. Everyone's busy. I'm like, John, I know that we all have our own mysteries, but the Cobalt Club is one is the one we share. So I need to ask because I don't trust anybody right now, especially after what I dealt with with Matthew, and he has me on his radar like a deer in headlights. Who do you talk to? Because if I know him, and I have spent time with him, worked with him, I can therefore feel more comfortable about you sharing things that we have done. The group does not need to know his name, but I feel like we can I... at least be like candid with each other. I, I don't know if you've worked with him, but he... He is the man in charge of the club. That is Kent Allard. Yes, Kayla, you know who it is. The one, uh, so you deal directly with him? How? Over the phone. He's the one who gave me the information on Caravaggio. He's the one who warned me away and being careful with what information we share. Uh, he's the one who shared with me all of the club's uh, efforts to date to try to thwart and find Caravaggio. I, I, I doubt whether the club can be a resource for us right now, but I wouldn't I think count on it. I, I agree, but I think it would still be good to keep him in the loop so he is aware. And if the time comes for a major injection of help, that he might be able to be that person. That's the problem. You see, a man owns such a secret organization as this has reasons for everything that he does. And if he warns you away from this, it might not be because he fears for your safety. But as she's thinking about this, she's like, how did you get involved with the club in the first place? Um, you, you, I don't recall hearing schoolies mentioned in the original charter. My father was a crime boss. Yeah, and he had... Different city, though, Kay, so that wouldn't be un- abnormal. He's from Lisbon, okay. so it is a different... There would be a different charter in Lisbon. Um, okay. I was recruited in Lisbon. Recruited for historical research of some kind because that well, that inf- that might and my in- work in the occult. Right, right. That, that see, this makes me think that if he knew about your work with the occult, Matthew, I mean, or and Kent Allard, 
pieces well, might be moving in that direction, that the Cobalt Club has more to gain from Caravaggio's rise to power and fame I mean, than I that. Think, I just I don't... think Caravaggio's influence would be uh, more of a cancer within the organization. Um, I don't see the organization as aligning itself with Caravaggio. Um, the organization so is older than the 16 years of Matthew. That older organization is what Mr. Allard represents. But even in his own words, you know, quote, be careful. Uh, I think he's even doubting, you know, who is who and what is what right now. And I think that's why I agree with you. I think the ties need to be severed for now. It's unfortunate. Sid, do you uh, want to take on the task of train tickets? Somebody has to go find out the train schedule and stuff like that. You probably pack the quickest as a young gentleman and a man of the world, army guy, like Scott, but Scott's uh, Professor Schooley's involved in conversations and phone calls. Would you, are you, the, everybody okay with Sid getting tickets or do you want to go as a group? What do you want to do? So just for clarification, so I'll, I'll run around and I'll get us tickets. We are going to Thelema. Okay, all right. Then I will go and get us, I believe it's going to have to be train tickets and also a book, I believe. Yeah, you can only go so far so, on the train. Oh, I didn't realize Thelema was an island. Uh, it's no, in Sicily. It's a, oh, it's, it's on Sicily. Sicily. Wonderful. Right, so I will, what will likely happen is I'll get us a train tickets and I'll be back with those. And then when we get to the bottom there, we'll have to hire a boat to go across. We'll see if there's a ferry or something. Yeah, I'll, be, I'll be back in a tick if anybody needs anything while I'm out. Just let me know and I'll pick it up. Then I'll go with you if you want some company. I could use some air. Same. Sounds good. Never have a problem uh, going out with friends. Okay, so the three of, you, yeah, three of you make a, uh, a beeline towards the train station. Breakfast was sent up. It was beautifully done pastries and eclairs or, you know, different uh, cannolis and fruit and whatever. Prosecco was brought up. And uh, so you've already already eaten as you've been packing. So it's about 11 a.m. You're making your way towards the train station. And uh, it's it's on the outskirts, obviously, of the city. You you would hook up and then it takes you down south. The, the When you arrive at the station, it, it, it's busy. It's, you know, a Thursday morning. And you do notice that it appears as you're looking to try to get to Sicily that you're going to have to take a connection either in Florence or Rome. You're going to have to get to a major city and then cut back down south. Even though they're on opposite sides, there's no direct train that just weaves its way. You'd have like four or five stops and have to jump in junction. So the quickest arrival time to towards the uh, port of Messina would be over to Rome or over to Florence and then a direct train south. So if that's okay with you, you can choose which either one you want. The three of you can, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's if you're thing. stopping in a city for different reasons. All right. Well, I have a predilection maybe towards Rome uh, only because, you know, I've heard of it and read of it. It'd be kind of neat to see it, even if it is by window. Sid, go ahead and make an intelligence roll. Sorry, Faye, go ahead. Okay. I was just going to say, I've been in both and I don't really care. <laughs> I just got fired. Faye's kind of nihilistic uh, right now. That's a hard success. You seem to remember a conversation that occurred on the island of St. Michel after speaking into the well of John Schooley saying to you, I think I might know a place where we can hide these things. We may want to try, I don't know, the Vatican. So it dawns on you, you want to try Rome. Okay. 
So you go ahead and buy five tickets. Uh, the train will be leaving at 1. It'll arrive in Rome at 3.30. And then your connecting is the next day, early in the morning. There is an overnight. I wasn't Well, let's do it this way. Did you want to travel overnight and be there first thing in the morning? Or did you want to travel in the morning and be there early, early afternoon? Uh, well, I guess if we can get uh, sleepers, it might make more, more sense to go overnight. Okay, so what is your train. credit rating? Uh, my credit rating is a 60. Ooh, not bad. All right, so you could afford it. It will take out your a decent chunk of your cash to do the ticket and then a ticket down in a sleeper. So if you're at 60 in, in 31, I think you're like, $70 a month or $100 a month. So it's probably going to cost like 15 or 20 bucks to get the, you know, two sleepers, one for the gentleman, one for the ladies. Just they also has a high credit rating, so she can she take did. care of the ladies. She did. I get money from my father too. You haven't spoken to your father. Do you want him to wire you money? I'm a no. nurse and I think I have the poorest credit rating out of everyone, but I'll help pay for some tickets. Yeah, you're able I mean, you do it, no problem. You pull it together. Faye has a high credit rating. Faye's unemployed. <laughs> that was a low blow. That was a low blow. Ouch. <laughs> All right. So you pick up the tickets. Uh, no problem. So, yeah, the train will leave at, um, what did I say, 1, right? 1 o'clock, and you get, you're get you going to be arriving right. around 3 or 4, and you're going to do the overnight sleeper. So that's fine. So you'll be arriving in Messina at 6 a.m. in the morning. So that works perfect. So you start making your way back to the hotel. Yes. Wait. Well, you said we'll be reading, we'll be arriving at um, where at six o'clock in the morning. Not Messina. We'll be arriving because you said we need to stop. You're gonna go to Rome. Uh, so you're gonna go to Rome at three o'clock, and then at five. Then we need to drop. Six, we need to drop something off in Rome. Uh, oh, remember? so you were gonna hold a whole day? I didn't know if you're gonna do that now or on the way back or what. Um, do it now. I think we could talk about we could talk about that. Yeah. All right. So you book. A, I think our, so you book a sleeper ticket. But you don't put a date and time in. They'll write that in when you arrive. As long as they have the space, they'll take you. But you go ahead and right. you pay for everything. That's fine. Not a worry. So we'll go to Rome and you're going to stay in Rome. And yeah, because we're not with John at the time. So it would be nice to bounce that off of John when yep. we see him again. No worries. Um, and just to remember, like, is this what I recall? That we definitely have that conversation. Right. So you book, an ov- you book an overnight and you just have to call into the station the morning of and let them know, you know, how many – are you, as long as they're not sold out, you're fine, and they shouldn't be. I mean, these trains were running, you know, every four to six hours south, so you'll find okay. some. Okay, so you're making your way back across the city of Venice. Everything's fine. The three of you are there. Give me a spot hidden, please. Yeah, spot hidden. 45, success. Uh, 30, that is a hard success for me. It's Ooh. too mad to do anything. I rolled an 85. It is not phase nine. Okay. Catherine? Yeah? Sid? Yeah? You see a young woman on a br- one of the bridges appears to be in somewhat distress. Seems to be very nervous. It's Rosalina. I walk, I walk up to her. Well, there is oh. a man standing next to her, and he watches you as you go down the avenue, and you make eye contact, Catherine makes eye contact, you see him, and he smiles, and leans in a little closer to her. I don't like that. I put my hand on Sid. I, I'm like, I'm gonna stop for a second, and we're just gonna like, oh look, my turtle dove. Let let me stop for a moment. Adjust my shoe. My sticky or something. 
Like ah, uh, the nicknames make their appearance, and I love it. Like I make us up, but I try to keep this casual as possible. Which knowing Catherine Ross isn't very. I want us to stop approaching them for a second. Okay. Just to see what this dude does. Do we recognize him, or is it too far away? But no, we, he, oh, we recognize her. You're thirty yards. She's standing there, and and you see her like try to wave. Faye's like, "What's going on? Why are we stopping?" I don't like that guy. Should we go over and get her? Yes, I think we should. You said okay, I get, okay, I get yeah. it. We got an immediate, an amazing vibe off this, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah no, I think we should. This, this does not look good. We've paused. We've all seen it now. Get her from the guy. Yeah, I, I walk with purpose towards him, uh, lighting a cigarette as I go to have it uh, prepared to flick in his face if necessary. Well, at about 20 feet, she says, No, it's just... Faye, you see now it's Rosalina Faye. The gentleman is standing I... behind her. Make another spot hidden, Sid and Catherine. 39 success. That's a critical success. S- Catherine, you're looking seven, around. I'm sorry. There seven. is somebody now on the side of the bridge you entered from. Sid, you see two more men that appear to look suspicious on the exit side of the bridge. The one that you are facing looking at her sister. So you are now counting at least four men pinning you down nice. on the bridge. Nice. And none of us are armed, are we? I assumed you would have at least a pistol on you. Yeah, why wouldn't we be armed? I would be armed because we're yep. packed and ready to go, yeah. I'm not I've thinking, got I'm not sure, you know. Oh, actually, Cousin Tommy is back at the hotel with Aveline. So, yeah, it's it's Pistolas. <laughs> yeah. So I notice this now? Yes. I was going to say, I do, like, a, a double take, and I kind of look at her, and I'm like, I lock eyes with her, and I'm just kind of trying to, like, you know, gauge what she's feeling. Is she near, like... The Fear. edge of the bridge? She is, yes, she's close to one of the sides. The bridge is probably about 10 to 12 feet wide. It's an arched type bridge, but it's got like a, a low metal, you know, walkway grating. So uh, you could hang and look, you could put your hands on and hang over, but it's not like hall enough where you couldn't jump over. But he seems to now that, you can, that you're closer, he has her arm in his hand and he's standing, she's shielding him a little bit and he's looking over her shoulder and she's looking you straight in the face. And then he says, he looks at the three of you, and he says, Matthias Haupt has said to give you a message. And he pulls a gun out, and he blows the back of her fucking head off. Faye I pull, is I pull my running. gun out to shoot him. Oh, no. Faye's beating you there. Faye's tackling the shit out of him. You're about 20 he will feet. regret... Oh, I don't care. I'm fast. He will regret the day that he was born. Big gun. A lot of people scream. There's, <gasps> you know, it's Italy. It looks like a typical mob hat, mob hit. He had grabbed the top of her hair and ejected her brain forward. And she hits the ground. So let's start with initiatives. Faye. Tackling him. I'm running towards him. You're doing the headbutt. You're not drawing your gun. I'm not thinking right now. You're not right going to headbutt him, are you? <laughs> And so not thinking. The rhino. Okay, do it. Oh my god. The rhino. I don't have a gun. Why? <laughs> I'm I emotionally got a... just... <laughs> I got a one. Okay. Yes, girl! <laughs> uh, rhino connects. Yeah. Somehow your flying spear tackle 
connects your forehead to his crotch, and you both go down in a heap, kicking your sister's warm, bloody corpse as you lean o- jump over him. Um, he will not get a retaliatory shot. Okay, Catherine, what's your initiative? And Sid, I know you're 40. You're pretty slow on the bar. But Catherine, what's right. yours? My initiative is a 55, but I'm not going to be the person like, I'm armed! I would not be armed. I was I left the apartment to get some air and to go for a walk. I didn't bring a gun. Okay. That's honest. I'm I'm being completely honest. I'm not going to be the person like I pull a gun from my pocket. I'm a nurse in 1931 and yes, we're doing weird things, but this is oh my Jesus. I can't help the body. Are there other people nearby? There's a lot of people running and screaming. Okay, okay. so Catherine, what are you doing? Are you trying to hide? Are you trying to duck low, take, you know, lay flat? Are you booking back across the bridge, forward across the bridge, grabbing Sid's leg like a Villaggio painting? No. How (laughs) far are we from the hotel? Oh, blocks. Oh, my God. I can't go get everyone. Well, you're Um, near the university, so you're probably about three blocks away from your hotel. How do I get police? Uh, You don't have to worry. They're going to be coming. People are screaming and they heard a gunshot. The police will be here. It's just gonna take a few, you know, a few moments. Okay. Well, then um, I'm unarmed. I'm in the I'm in the way, so I'm gonna move. And okay, so you're just standing in the middle oh. of the bridge. You're not lying flat. I mean, just give me what you're doing. Move just tells me I could pick your direction. Do you want to lie flat? Go the way you have two men in front of you and one behind you that you're almost positive of. Do you want to head towards the one guy, the two guys? Not go. What do you want to do? Shit, I forgot about the guy behind me. Um, I'm gonna, like, get low and try and... I'm not near the body. I'm gonna get low and, like, keep to the wall because I am freaking unarmed. Okay, so you go into a crouch with some cover. So it'll be harder to hit you. Not a problem. So they go next. Jesus. Sid, you're gonna... You are... Your action is still held. You're gonna draw it and fire in a moment. But you're like... And boom! He goes down. They're in a pile. They're fighting. Catherine ducks, and a shot rings out. And it was aimed at Catherine. So all the other the other four guys, the two on either side of the bridge, they're all armed as well, correct? Correct. Oh, my God. Shot rings out, hits the cement next to you. Actually, where you're ducked down, it just misses. Then the other two on the other side come running down up the bridge, Joel. So they're facing you, but they're running, and they don't want to shoot because they're friend is just now in mid-fall you know they're the one who pulled the hit and he's tangled up with Faye Catherine ducks they're just running so you'll have the first action this round to fire forward or backward whatever you're the aggress behind you obviously is a little safer because there's only one you saw but whatever you want to do I guess I'll fire behind me then if that's the quicker if we know the cops are coming firing Turning and firing, okay. right? So he's standing there. He's didn't duck. He's not doing anything. You just go ahead and pull the shot. Okay. How many times uh, are you drawing the firing the gun? Twice. Twice. Fire the guys twice. Okay. That's a miss. Right. It's an eighty-one. What was the seven? And that's a twelve. Whoa. So um, I think it's a twelve plus. We add the what's the for the second one? Is it twenty? No, minus, or ten? That's added to it. 10 minus 15. So minus 10. So, 10 minus 15. So you rolled a 22, basically. Okay. Or 
Well, actually, no, a twenty-two. The, so no, you still right, rolled a twelve. You, it have, comes have, off the top you, you have two guns, right? Do you have two? No, guns I have one said? gun right now. I have one okay. gun. Gotcha. Sorry. Um, so you still rolled a twelve, but the top number comes down by ten percent. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I, all right. So that's a hard success then. Okay. So go ahead and roll your damage. Um, all right. So the damage is one d ten plus two. No, that's eleven. It's nine, 10, that's 11, 11 points of damage. He, he gets hit. He's bleeding. You see him. You know. Stumble and grab onto the bridge itself. The other guys are coming back to the top of the order because the other guy was totally tackled and taken off guard. His action was to fire. So, Faye, you're up. Blinded by rage, I take his head and I'm slamming it against the ground because I want to knock him out. Fine by me. Isn't Faye tiny? Faye's strong. Um, I got a... like ox. Got a 25. (laughs) Something like bull. I got a 25, which is a hard success for me. Okay, and he has a pinched nerve in his neck because I rolled a 96. So he has a pinched nerve yeah. in his neck, which means <laughs> as a hit man, he's, he really relies on the gun. He's not so used to his... He was used to be a Greco-Roman wrestler when he was a kid and never really got it fixed. So go ahead and do um, <laughs> do a D10 and split it in half for the damage. I got a 6. So you did three points to the back of his head on the first one. Go ahead. I'm not even, I mean, you're grappling with him. I rolled a 96. I'm not going to be able to fight back this turn. He's in shock. Or you knock the wind out of him or whatever. So go ahead and do that two more times. So you just... Got another six. Three, six. One more. And I got a four. Two, so eight. Okay, so there is blood starting to be left on the on the floor of the bridge, but his eyes are still wide. I mean, they're. you can tell he's hurt, but he's not dead. He's not. He's not out. He's still there want to run towards the scuffle and get his weapon so he can't shoot her. Okay. On a 96, his weapon has ejected itself from his hand and is sitting about four or five feet away. Okay. Well, so I want th- it. That's yours. What do you want to do with it? It's an automatic. Shoot. It's a It's a 45. It's a okay. fairly standard weapon for these kind of things. The guy's running. Not the guy who's wounded behind you. You want to take the guys coming towards Faye. Yes. Okay. Take a shot. How many times are you pulling the trigger? How many times do I have on this gun? Uh, The gun has only one bullet missing, as far as you know. I don't know firearms. How many bullets are in this gun? Seven. Be a clip. So six. First shot's at 97. Hold up. When the gun hit the ground, the clip ejected. And the clip is, you look around, you don't see it. So you grabbed it. Shit! And now you hear shots going off. So, Sid, one on you. The one you shot... This is not my day. Okay, Sid gets hit. It's not your day? I got fired and my sister was murdered right in front of me. Wow. I'm about to be murdered also in front of you. It's no one's day. It's not a competition. In all fairness, I think you did threaten to kill her the last time you saw her. So Sid, me? you get shot. It's up in the upper of the fleshy part of the arm. It's five points. Oh, God, no. Five points, okay. Yeah. Just a flesh Ka- wound. Flesh wound. Catherine, uh, the two gentlemen... That saw you grab for a gun. First one hits. Second one misses. Damage for Catherine. Three point. Faye, the one you... Joel, yours is bleeding, and it seems like he fired, but he's backing away. He's trying to get away from the bridge. So it's up to you. I charge him. It's a long distance. Okay. You're probably better off shooting him. I mean, you can oh, about okay. 50. Or if, it, if it's that far, then... Yeah, we'll... just take the shots. Yeah, then that is... The first one is a miss. Okay. Miss. Second one is a miss. P- pulling we'll a third time? Sure, why not? 
critical hit. That that's a critical hit, right? So max damage. You hit him. He dies. He he. Okay. You start hearing the police whistles. The guys in the bridges pause for a moment. Back to the top of the order. Faye? Um, I'm still beating the absolute hell out of this guy. Okay, so you're going to have a plus 10 to your... Minus 10 to your strength roll. So whatever you roll, subtract 10 because he's weakening. Um, but we're still going to have to do a strength test. Okay, so... Rolled a two. You rolled a what? Two. Okay, go ahead and do your damage. Three, three times, d10 divided in half. Just roll three d10 and... Div- Add it up and divide it by two. So the first one is an eight. Next one is a six. Mm-hmm. So that's three. Next one is a three. Okay. He's out. He's You You feel him go limp in your arms. Catherine? Am I still being shot at? Yeah. As far as you know, you go first. So it was... You pull the gun and you you can reach for the clip and and slap it in and reprime it. I start to reach for the clip and I scream at the top of my lungs, Matthias Haupt will kill you if you hurt me. Okay. I'll make a roll for that. I'm screaming it like blood curdling, like he will skin you alive. You know how scary this man is. If you harm me, he will kill you. Okay. I try it. Hail Mary. Let me, let me roll a check. One of them literally stops. Now you reach for the clip as you screamed it. You loaded and said, if you hurt me, he'll kill you. Is that what you're doing? Or you're not even bothering yeah. with the clip? I'm reaching for the clip because I'm not going to remain naked, but I'm not firing yet. I'm holding the gun at them now, being like, he will kill you okay. if you hurt me. One of the guys begins to, like, just falter, and, and and he turns and begins to run. He goes. Bat out of hell. He starts running away. The other one braces himself, double double aims, and begin, gets ready to fire. Can I shoot? You were trying to give a convincing argument. Here's... Okay. So if you're doing two... No, no. If you're doing two actions, you roll with a penalty. You have a disadvantage. Okay? So you're going to roll two of the tens and take the Mm -hmm. highest one and the one one. Because you're trying to do two things. You're trying to maintain eye contact, convince somebody of something very important, reaching for a gun clip and loading it. So that's... Your your attention's divided. I'll take the penalty. Neither of them are good. Okay, so you shot but didn't do anything. You can try the second, you can pull it again, pull the trigger again, but now you're at a minus 10. So whatever you roll, you're also 10 worse. So, you know, you're going to add that number. So if you want to roll again, go ahead. Tell me what your highest dice value is. 74, I can't roll tonight. This is, this is not great. Okay. Um, neither, so neither of them make it. Okay, so... He's going to return fire, sees him go limp in his hands, lowers his gun, and takes a shot before he runs. No. Faye got knocked the frig over. She's bleeding from her chest. She took 12 points. Well, shit. Do we start tonight saying, what could we do to poor Melinda? (laughs) So um, who's up next? You, but he's turning to run. Uh, I, well, when I hear the shot from behind me, am I still like, no, but there's only one behind me, correct? The one you that killed I, him. the one that I killed. So I turned, so I would have seen her get shot. Yes. You, you, so you're I, turning, yep. Yeah, so I jammed my gun back in my, back in my, uh, holster pocket, whatever it was. And I run because you, I'm guessing that the sound of the police is louder and louder. Yes. They're going to be so, here in two turns. Uh, I, I run as fast as I can to get to Faye. 
and grab her and I and screaming as I'm running to Catherine, we have to go, we have to go, we have to go. Faye, what's your total number of hit points? 21. 21 is your natural number? My natural number. Make a con save? I'm sweating. I don't know why you've been rolling crits all night. <laughs> got a thirty. I got a thirty-four. What's your so What's your con constitution? Sixty. Okay, uh, Catherine. She's going into shock, but she's still conscious. Sid. You, well, shit. You pick her up. I yeah. As, as I'm running, I she scoop screams. her up into my arms. She screams. And, and I, I, I. Sorry, love. Gotta go. And I medical roll. Medical roll. No chance here. Is she going? No chance. Is this bad? We gotta go. We're bad. No. Is moving her bed. Yes. It would be much better if you could attend her, but you have the police bearing down on you. Yeah, we're going to have we to run for an alley ourselves. and find an alley. What? We were defending ourselves. Explain that to the Italian police. Yeah, we're foreigners in Italy. It's not going to really matter too much. <laughs> it's 1931. You hear Sid's um, very nice shoes <laughs> going sweet feet across the bridge with face screaming booking it sorry okay. rosalina's mom i can't grab a memento or anything I, I i cross the bridge with her and i go in the direction that i don't hear the whistles coming from make me a yeah go ahead give me a um give me a listen roll listen listen okay i do not make that you're running and you come screeching to a halt as two police officers round the corner You've got about 40 feet between you and them. Catherine comes skidding to a stop behind you. I point to the bridge and I go, and I say, shoot her, shoot her, shoot her on the bridge. Faye is screaming, holding her chest. They're not going to just run past you. Well, I understand that. Um, I, I, I try to say, I think hospital, hospital, okay. hospital, hospital. She's been shot. She's been shot. Hospital. Uh I too am screaming, um, nurse. Like I'm, like where, like I'm a medical professional. Where's the nearest freaking hospital? What other languages do you speak? I'll roll to see if they know them. I speak German. German's very close to Italy. I speak French. French and Italians. Yeah, I know. You might have a better chance with German because Venice is so far north. Yeah, give it a roll. My German. Mm -hmm. Actually, give me a luck roll. Okay, yeah, because canonically I would have used it during the war. 97 again! Why can't I... Why do I keep rolling 97? Faye's gonna die! So, Faye, you take another point of damage. Make it... Actually, you don't have to make a con save until you're at two-thirds again. So you're at, uh, what, 13? So at 16, you're gonna have to make sure that if this continues... Uh, one officer, Joel, comes running over to you, sees how bad she is, and the other one runs past, trying to go. You okay. hear other whistles coming. He understands now that she's in desperate measures. Um, yeah, and just keep saying she's been shot. He's been shot. They shot her. They shot her. They I'm shot make her. A roll. How much luck you guys want to spend? Did our? Uh, no, we haven't even left yet. We haven't nope. left Italy yet. So we, our luck hasn't gone up yet, has no. it? No. If it hasn't each gone one of you is yet. willing, not Faye. Faye needs to hang on to it. If each one of you is willing to spend 10 luck right now. Now, again, you are coming up to the end of a chapter, so the bo the bonus isn't too bad. I mean, it's, this isn't the worst thing because you'll get it back. Okay. If you're willing to spend 10 luck, I will say that there is an apothecary where you can at least get her clean, yeah. you know, the, let Catherine start to do her job, and I will roll a D6 for the number of blocks. If you don't spend it, 
I'm going to roll 2d6 for the number of blocks. Okay, I take the 10. 10. I'm down to 27 luck. Uh, 28. Fair rolled a 3. So there are going to be three more rounds of running with the police officer to get you there. You're going to take another 3d4 of damage as you're bleeding. So, 1, 4, on ah! save. Got a 20. Okay. So you've taken Hang five on. more. You're at 18 and one. You're at 19. You burst into the apothecary. Catherine, she is unconscious. She is not, she's not responsive. She is limp. Her color is going. Her entire chest is soaked in r- crimson red. Sid is beginning to panic. Sid, give me a sanity check. Catherine, g- you're freaking. I'm fine. Go ahead and roll it, but this is what you're bred to do. I mean, Sid's has I, some first aid, so I'm not going to no penalties. My skill me. Uh, oh, you're hard. I just miss it. Okay, I'm, I, I just have a. It. That's right. I, I forgot. Have a that my my one skill makes me. I don't Ooh. bloody bodies. I don't. Right. I don't care. Sid, you lose four points of sanity. Okay. Because you're seeing a best friend dying. Catherine, here it comes. Medical roll. I'm rolling bad all night. Saver now. Seventy six. It's a success. Face starts to stabilize. Um, you're not digging the bullet out. You've got, you've staunched the bleeding. She doesn't, she won't lose any more health. You've bought six minutes of time. So what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to take the bullet out. You're going to have to do this on your own. There will not be a doctor here in six minutes. You rolled a 70. Six. So Mm -hmm. you've stabilized her. Joel, Give me your first aid roll. Catherine, go ahead and give me another roll. You need a hard success for Catherine. Joel, you're just looking for a success. Catherine's trying to actually do the surgery you're trying to assist. I I got an eight, right? So that's a a critical success. What's your roll, Catherine? A hard. It's a success, but it's not a hard. How far? I can't do it. Who has their amulet? I don't because I burned it when you guys told not, me to at the fight. But I'm not even in the scene. And, and you're not but there. I would. Yeah, I there. would if I could, but god damn it. I think I already used you mine. Can't use for, it on uh, yourself, Lord. Faye, do you still have an amulet? Faye or Catherine? Yeah, yeah Abby's that gone. I she burnt. She destroyed hers. We roll, Lauren. I changing up my dice. Somebody had one left. So then it has to either be. It has to be Catherine if it's not Faye. No, Aveline burned hers permanently. John used his at the house. You, I thought, had used yours, so it's fine. Yeah, Yeah, I used mine. I used mine when we were attacked by the... uh, the Okay. The cop stands over you. Um, Fuck these dice! You are able to get the bullet out of her lung. You're able to sew up what you can. Um, Her rib is cracked. She's, you had to dig in even worse. Sid, you know, did an excellent job. He kept the instruments going, kept, you know, daubing the wound with every gauze he could. The pharmacist chased everybody out. Finally, a medical team arrives at the pharmacy, but, you know, they, they see she's, you know, she's, you're already starting to suture up the hole. She's out. She's going to need blood. You get them understanding quickly in German. Somebody there speaks it in the pharmacy even stays because you're screaming instructions around that she's going to need a transfusion immediately. And she's picked up and carried off towards the local hospital, which happens to be four blocks from your, from your hotel. So they take her there. They give her the blood. Her color starts to come back. She will be in hospital for a few days. 
um, on the recoup before she'd be able to travel. We'll, we're going to have to just, we'll say that everybody's on R and R unless somebody wants to go do the, the trip to Rome and try to hide the artifacts. But for tonight, Matthew's getting his revenge. He's told Aveline he would. He said any interference would be wet with reprisals. He somehow knew Faye's family in Italy. He knew that because if you remember, her mother said to her that she was found to go on the dig and she had had some relics and we talked about how she had made her money on certain items she had sold on the market. So you're going to hear that whole thing replay in a previous episode. She actually has been one of his contacts in Venice for a long time. Thought he was a nice guy, Faye's mom. Matthew was aware. Enough to pin it on Faye after Faye moved in, talked to the sister. You'll understand when it comes clear. But Rosalina has been murdered. Faye has been shot. And we'll call it a night. So thanks, everybody, for playing. <laughs> thanks for you. That was a note for. <laughs> My when, God. When I said, Sid, you want to go alone? <laughs> I'm like, if they don't remember to go in a group this time, somebody's going to die. <laughs> right. So, But you guys did great. It was a good quick session. We only doing one tonight, but that's fine. Everybody, thank you for listening from all of us at the Bardic College, except for Faye, who is not speaking to me. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs> All right, everybody. Good night. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin McLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.